This episode of the Duck Gun Podcast proudly brought to you by Gunner Kennels. Gunner Kennels, the market's only double-walled, roto-molded dog crate, and a five-star crash test-rated kennel. These American-made boxes come with a lifetime warranty, and the guys over at Gunner Kennels have done some crazy testing just to show how strong they really are, like dropping 4,000 pounds on it, hammering it with a 630-pound sled, tossing it off a 200-foot cliff, and shooting it with a 12-gauge at seven paces with no pellet penetration. You're hitting the road with your dog this season. Gunner Kennels is your safest bet. Protect your best friend and protect your investment. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another weekly hunt update. This week, we talk about all the insane limits that Elliot's been having in his Kansas hunt and all the not so good luck that I've been having in Indiana. But now for a quick word from our partners and we'll jump right into it. Hey guys, Tim from HTR here. If you really want to get your group up front and in the action, check out our new HTR A-frame. Hunt anywhere, concealed. It sets up and takes down in less time than it takes to put your waders on. We've developed our own camo patterns for a better hide, with more designs coming. We have you covered from the sides and the top. Oh, and did I mention, our A-frame is only 10 pieces out of the box? Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and on htrinnovations.com. Hey guys, another great company that we have partnered with is Sportsman Taxidermy. And we had Corey on the podcast not too long ago, so jump back, check that one out. Really great content there. Um, But they do everything from waterfowl, deers, turkey, and they've even done a lion at the shop. It's award-winning taxidermy, and they're out of Belton, Missouri. Um, You can reach them at 816-331-5171 or email at taxidermy at outlook.com. And did I mention, if you're not in the area, they also do shipping, so that's great. Be sure to check them out, guys. We'd like to give a big thanks to our partners over at White Rock Decoys. Be a nomad and get out further with more decoys with their lightweight system of windsocks, silhouettes, and fully collapsible floater decoys. We'd also like to give a big thanks to our partners over at Bailey's Game Calls. These 3D printed plastic calls are made in America, highly customizable, and floating. They also have a patent pending on the density of their calls, which allows them to mimic wood and acrylic calls be sure to check out bailey's game calls for your next duck or goose call what's going on guys i'm jordan from duck gun chronicles got my co-host Greybeard elliot from freelance duck hunting alongside me tonight for another hunt update how you doing elliot i'm doing good we're and we're having a lot of success here so we got three good hunts to Mm -hmm. talk about yeah so i think our podcast will be a tell of two states or Tell of two flyways, whatever you want to say. Indiana is not having the same kind of duck numbers as, you know, Kansas seems to be booming right now. Well, I'll tell you, there's a lot. Of, I, I, I look at multiple different forums, state forums, and I don't know whether we've just found a nice little pocket of birds. There are lots and lots of people complaining about no birds in Kansas, Nebraska, Arkansas. 
the general consensus that I see is that people are really, really struggling. So I think we kind of have lightning in a bottle um, with the spot we've been going to. Nice. Yeah, I'd keep that to yourself then. <laughs> There's not been anyone else hunting other than uh, myself and one other group of guys that I know, and we communicate all the time about it. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah, talking to other guys in Indiana, it's like almost a consensus as well. Like, you know, I talked to one of the guys I have permission from. He's a big time duck hunter and he owns this campground that uh, has access uh, to a couple. Um, bodies of water that I went out and scouted. Unfortunately, all frozen, but talking to him today, I mean, you know, we're kind of exchanging like how our season's been going and duck numbers, and he is well below um, half of what he normally shoots in a season. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I've hunted more this season than I ever have, and I'm a little bit (laughs) beyond half of what i shot last year which is just which is just sad (laughs) so what is the what's the general thought as to why it's been so poor this year um yeah so weather kind of screwed us so we had a uh, a decent push early on um we saw a lot of birds and then we're kind of having these freeze ups but it's not like a hard freeze so Mm -hmm. uh it kind of pushes the birds out in the area without bringing new ones in yeah and so we had that early on um, you know, the first couple of weeks, pretty, pretty good for everybody. For us, that's when we had a couple of mistakes, a couple of things go wrong, um, that didn't even allow us to have those good couple of weeks that, you know, everybody in the area was having. Um, but then from there, <clears throat> you know, yeah, just weather, it's not get cold. So it's late season, but it's not, it's not acting like late, late season. We have stale birds everything's stagnant and we really need i mean i'm saying we really need it but like we have um four days three days you know not counting tonight left of the indiana duck season so only hope for this season to have any redemption at all is if this late season goose season so we we still need cold weather for that because i mean i go around to the places i see geese and instead of seeing hundreds and hundreds you know in these roosting spots i'm seeing like 40 and it's just like we can't even hunt that barely yeah well this front's coming it's pretty significant front's coming in the next four or five days so maybe that'll help help you out yeah um we can only hope because when you came down here we were having that skim ice issue too which you know um we moved to the big waters which is harder um it's it's there's just so much more area formed to land i mean we were seeing birds but we we struggled. Then you left, and the marshes thawed, and then the best hunt in the year showed up. So, mm. those this the thin ice is hard. If I get a freeze, I want it to be a hard freeze. You know. Yeah, hard freeze, bringing new birds, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think we're gonna get that. I think we're gonna get that here. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think we will too. But it's unfortunate because it's literally happening the last happening the last two days. And so, are the birds gonna show up those two days? Or are they gonna show up? You know, on Monday when season's out. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll probably show up. Well, we can only hope. I'll be uh, yeah. I'll be waiting for them for sure. <laughs> well, hopefully, you'll end it on. That'd be great if you guys ended it on great hunts. Yeah. Uh, so hunts this week. Um, I got a couple to talk about. I know you got um three terrible hunts. I mean, you probably don't even want to <laughs> mention them, but <laughs> <laughs> they've been pretty good. So I'll, I'll go ahead. So and, uh, want, well, if you have two and I have three, yeah, you you go ahead and uh, start with your first one. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, 
Before I do, I want to talk about um, our partner, Lightsall, which they have great flashlight products. They got a little um, tiny little cube flashlight. They've got a tactical flashlight, headlamp, which is 800 lumens, which is our personal favorite, a lantern. So make sure you guys head over to lightsall.com, L-I-T-E-Z-A-L-L, and check out their products. It absolutely well-built, well-made pieces of equipment. Check that out. What's the promo code? Uh, it's Duck Hunt 10. And I want to say something real quick about the headlamp as well. Um, you know, like I said, we, we both love the headlamp. Uh, great for waterfowling, bright. Uh, and I bought my dad one of these for Christmas this year. So um, th- I think this, this is going to be coming out, you know, a little bit after Christmas. Um, today's the day after Christmas. But sent my, uh, got my dad one, gave him that for Christmas. And, man, he was using it this morning, and it's just so bright. You know, multiple times he was just blinding me. So, <laughs> yeah. They're bright, for sure, for sure. So. All right, so hunt number one. So um, I am off from the 21st until the 4th. So um, my plan was to hunt the 21st and the 22nd, then do a bunch of Christmas stuff, and then hunt the 26th. So that's the hunts I've got, 21st, 22nd, 26th. So as soon as Jordan headed back up to Indiana, the um, right as, as you moved back up, the marshes started opening up. And my dad and Golden and my friend Jason were kind of, kind of scout scouting around, and they found one pretty good sized pool, where the mallards were really working into. And so, <clears throat> on Friday, my dad and Candy, Golden Boy, my friend Jason, myself, um, the four of us went out, and we were in about knee deep water. And this pool in the middle is open, and then all around the middle you have flooded vegetation, which is smart weed and. Some other stuff, too, that I don't know the names of. But if you look down in this water, you can see so much seeds. And and that's when you know it's gonna be, it's a good spot, when you can look down and you can – I mean, the ducks don't have to hunt for the food. They land. It's just right there. In fact, I cleaned a bird um, recently, and inside of its crop was all these little – they're real small brown <clears throat> seeds, and there was so much packed in there it was almost like a cork. It was like that tight. It was crazy how they were able to fill those crops with this food. (laughs) So it's a phenomenal food source right now. And so, um, it was going to be no wind, which we were certainly concerned about. And then with four guys, we were worried about where are we going to get hidden? So we, and I actually already put this video out. Um, name of it. I don't remember what the name of it is. Um, but, um, I put the video out on Christmas Eve, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's the next one. Um, and so anyway, we, we, we got in there and we figured there was going to be a lot of birds working, but you just, you know, with mallards, you just never know. You never know if you're going to be able to get them in. You never know if you're going to, your hide's going to be right. Um, but as soon as, as, as soon as we got it, now we, we, on this particular pool, we put the boat in, um, on a river and we go up river, offload the boat, and then come through the woods because it's just a much quicker, quicker shot than, than trying to walk in. And we, we take the layout boat on the boat, on the bigger boat, which we have an 18-foot well-built boat with a 4,200 mud, mud buddy, and we drag the layout boat through the woods. It's about 200 yards. And the layout boat is specifically for my dad um, because it houses his dog and also um, – he he's got a pacemaker. The doctors told him if he falls down in the water and gets shocked, it could kill him. So we want him to have the layout boat in there. 
So right around sunup, totally clear day, immediately there's just mallards flying everywhere. And um, so there's not a lot to tell about. There's not a lot happened on this other than we were, we shot a four-man limit um, by noon, and everything that we were killing was pretty much just right down the decoys. It was mostly, almost exclusively singles, which we were really hoping that we could get some flocks. But once you're griping about not getting flocks, things are going pretty well, you know. So why do you um, think uh, that you weren't? Because I, I watched that video; it's already out. Um, but I, I did notice that as well. It didn't seem like uh, you saw a lot of big groups. Yeah. But the only things that were working were like singles, and I think you had some you, some uh, pairs in there as well. Well, there was plenty of big groups flying, none of which really wanted to come in and look. I mean, if you have 15 ducks, you've got 30 eyes. You know, it only takes a couple ducks to pull the flock away. Hmm. Compared to, you know, one or two, you just have less eyes looking at you. We had four, we had four guys and two dogs, and the cover was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, wasn't great, and we had no wind at all. So um, all of those factors just made it really difficult to pull in. It's hard to land bigger groups. Um, but, you know, it was so much fun because we were shooting mallards just right down in the decoys. Uh, I think that might, that's my dad's first mallard limit for quite some time because normally he just does more watching than anything. But we shot our last duck right at noon. That's I I'm pr that's like my favorite video of the year. I think the kill shots I got on camera were re really good. Um, if the sun had been at our back, you'd have been able to actually see the green on the heads and stuff. So it's a little bit silhouetteish, um, on the colors. But I think that video turned out phenomenal. And to get a four man limit by noon on a nice beautiful day. Uh, but if we had had more wind, maybe we could have gotten a few more groups. But you know, I mean, we shot a four-man limit by noon, so can't really complain too much. Yeah, can't complain about that. I think we shot 16 drakes and four hens. My only complaint over these last few hunts is um, I'm shooting way too many hens compared to what I could be doing if I was a little, just a little bit more careful. Because ultimately, I, if I shoot five miles, I want to be five green, right? And uh, some of these hunts, especially the last one today, um, it's just an absolute foolishness that I didn't end up with five green mm. that I, and I let even a single hen be shot on my part was just annoying. But again, if you're griping about that kind of stuff, you're n certainly nitpicking. <laughs> yeah. We don't, uh, I, I don't worry about that too much as long as, you know, obviously you have to watch your limit for sure. But mm -hmm. yeah, but I mean, that was a, just a phenomenal day. Best mallard hunt of the year. Um, layouts my dad was in a layout and we were in these little thickets so knee-deep water but then we you find these little thickets of i don't even know what the plant is um but the they make pretty good cover and then reinforce it on the tops with smart weed and stuff like that so i would say the cover was adequate not great adequate mm. and the sun was right in our eyes um which is really annoying yeah as well but we were, and I've had comments on YouTube. It's like, well, why do, why don't you guys not set up with the sun? And well, it's because the X is right here, and the only way that you can hunt this X is to look into the sun. I mean, so sometimes the YouTube comments. I don't know. Lately, I got to get a little bit more thicker skin. <laughs> Some of these guys have really been getting on my nerves. <laughs> it's just like everything you do, they want to question and criticize. It seems like you guys are always setting up with the sun. Your face. No, listen. The the we were setting up on the X, 
And we shot a four-man limit, and the only way we could set up on that X and not face like looking directly into the woods is to look into the sun. <laughs> um, and, and the way that the way that the, I mean, you can try to look left or right, but sometimes you just cannot maneuver it with four guys or whatever to look exactly the way you want to look. You just can't. Yeah. But yeah, I've been waiting to vent about. I wish we could do our video where we vent about YouTube trolls. <laughs> I don't know. It's been getting on my nerves lately, man. Maybe next time we'll we'll hit that up. Well, it's been getting on my nerves. Yeah. Someone was telling me how mean I am to Aiden. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? It's like my best friend in the whole world. <laughs> the last thing I have is to mean to him. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I was there in person. <laughs> yeah. I, I can be a little grassy, but I saw when you uh you sprayed him with the boat motor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fun. Was that intentional? No. Mm -mm. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? No, what'd he say? He said, you turd. <laughs> <laughs> that's about as, as colorful as his, as his language gets. Well, and another thing that's popped up, it's like um, I tease him about doing all the work, right? And then anyone that's doing work is always me videoing him because I've got the video, right? So this whole like thread broke out. is like, I do no work on the hunts. <laughs> it's like he, I make him do everything like he's a slave. It's like, do people not realize you only see a very small fraction of what happens? I'm the cameraman. I'm not going to film myself doing work. It's hard to do. <laughs> you need to, uh, you know, do that a little bit. <laughs> well, I caught myself on today's hunt, like, showing him and the other guy going through the woods and pulling something and then specifically going to my sled. Time to pull my sled, you know? <laughs> like, I'm not, like, being carried in on some kind of throne or something. I worked plenty. I've had two back surgeries. He's 21. He's going to work a little bit harder than me. Yeah. I bent over. Sorry. I was just feeling really irritated about it. <laughs> Sorry, I got off track. <laughs> All right. So, hunt one over. Hunt one. So, my hunt one. I'm trying to think. Think back. Um, yeah, I don't think. So, we didn't have... Our duck season was out since I, I'd been uh, down there. And it came back in last weekend um did i not go that doesn't seem right anyways i can't remember um but i the, the hunt that comes up to mind uh from this last week uh is we had a goose hunt lined up and <laughs> it just didn't pan out so scouted it I, i'd be interested to see how, what people think about this so um, you know, always, always trying to learn from our hunts, learn from our mistakes, but scouted out the day before and they're landing out there, um, you know, one thirty to two and crop you know, field or crop field or what? No, actually it was, yeah, it was part crop field and part like it's a pond that's in a crop field that's already plowed. Okay. So, which is interesting, um, for sure. And so it's a bunch of geese, hundreds and hundreds of geese landing out there between 1 30 and 2 so we go there the next day set up at 10 you know to be ready by 11 and then um the geese will be there you know hopefully they don't get there before then well anyways sure enough they are literally trying to land on top of us um <laughs> while we're setting up at 10 was there a weather change between the two days no it was exact same wind exact same everything um and so how did you guys stay out there um, I mean, we stayed out there, I think till like three 30. Um, 
Yeah, but they just never, they just flew in the morning, didn't fly again in the afternoon. It's annoying. Yeah, so I, I'm just curious to know, like, our kind of, uh, maybe not consensus, but some of the guys' thoughts were <clears throat> that we should just always set up first thing in the morning on a goose hunt, even if they're landing there in the afternoon, and that way that doesn't happen. But then you could end up sitting there for, like, six hours where nothing's ever going to land there. So it's, like, rough, you know, do you just sit there? I mean, that could be a long day. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not necessarily sold on what the right take is on that. Um, but f- if if we would have done it that day and been set up, yeah, we would have. I mean, we would have smacked limits. So it's, you know, I don't know. I know Aiden recently had a pond scout, and I don't remember. I think that the birds were coming in. He saw he saw him going in the evening. So he just went and went out the next morning. And he stayed out there until 11 um, and then he left his decoys. He had to go to something and then come back. So he was gone from 11 to 1. He came back at 1, and there was 100 birds in his decoys. Mm. Kicked him out, sat back in there till almost sunset, nothing. So it's like he was in there the whole day except for that little window that he left, and that's when they came in. Yeah, that's rough. But he, he, he went in in the morning. Mm. Yeah, so I'm not totally sold on how you fix that. Um. Yeah, it's just sometimes this time of year it's hard to pattern them. So yeah, it's definitely more of a goose issue than ducks, right? Yeah, I think so. So yeah, um, that's pretty much that hunt. It was pretty disappointing. I was actually very demoralized after that. <laughs> yeah, well, I I know exactly how you feel because the first season that I filmed FDH was terrible. The second season was ten times worse than the first. And I mean, forty-five percent of my hunts were skunks, and I, I average—I don't know after this year, but I, I, I figured out I average like twelve percent of my hunts are skunks um, over a ten-year period. Forty-five percent, and by the end of the year, I was just like so beaten down. Yeah, but just it just gets to you, and you start questioning yourself. <laughs> you know, especially when you're now you don't post your zeros as much, but. No. Um, when you're posting all your zeros and you see all the comments of, oh, love the channel, but these guys sure can't get anything, you know, and it's like, <laughs> you know, and they start getting the criticism and it's like, you, you want, we do this so much, we want to have the appearance of competence, you know? Yeah. And when you're just not killing anything, you stop, you start, stop feeling competent a little bit. I did a little bit. It was just so bad. Mm-hmm. But when the success came, man, it was glorious. <laughs> Yeah, my dad made the comment today. He's like, man, I sure picked a bad year to start waterfowling. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because Danny Boy hunted like crazy year one and two. Worst two years that we've had forever. And then three and years three and four. Last year was one of the best years of my life. And I, I thought this year would definitely not be as good. And it's been way better. <laughs> so it's so funny to have the polar extremes in my four years of putting uh, videos on YouTube. Yeah. All right, so hunt two, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so the next day, um, it was just going to be Golden Boy and myself. So we were going to go pretty much to the exact same spot, but we were going to try to we were going to we were going to try to get the layout boats in there. And all of a sudden, he's like, "Well, I got to walk out at eight So I I brought in my layout boat, um, and and he just used a little thicket to hide in. And we didn't take Izzy because I'm trying not to hunt Izzy two days in a row with her ACL injury and and actually she was so sore and tired when i got up to go in the morning she didn't even like 
didn't even ask to go. So, which is kind of sad because that tells her age. But so we get out there, exact same conditions, <clears throat> hardly any wind, totally sunny, but set up a little bit better so that we wouldn't have the sun right in our face. And as we came in through the woods in the night, we definitely there was tons of birds in there still. We flushed them out, <clears throat> but as sun came up, then there was not as much movement. And Aiden could only hunt um, for like an hour and a half. So, um, and in that hour and a half, we first we had a, a flock right at sunup of about twelve, come right down in. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we killed two out of that. I wish I could have gone for a double, but they were a little to my left, and I was laying in a layout boat. Sometimes there's just angles you can't get to. Um, so we killed two out of that, and then right after that, we had another single coast in. Aiden killed that. Uh, but the movement was just much, much less than the day before. And we were having problems, really having problems finishing birds, which the birds we shot the previous day were all were finishing, um, even though there's a lot that didn't. <clears throat> Excuse me. So by the time Aiden had to leave, he had four and I had one because he started to shoot those passing shots just because he didn't have much time. And they weren't sky busting, but they were, you know, passing. And he shot well, and he ended up with four birds um, before he had to leave. So when he left, um, I had one Drake and I repositioned my layout boat. And so from eight 30 till about 10 30, um, I just couldn't, there was decent movement, not half of what there was the day before. And the birds were running these same patterns, um, where they would come skirt the decoys and move towards the center of the pool. And I mean, just out of range. Most people would have been shooting at these, I think. Um, probably around 40 yards. But I just, you know, I had time and I figured I could probably end up with my limit. Um, but they started kind of feeling like they were flaring off the spinner. In fact, uh, the, this whole hunt kind of became revolved around the spinner. And, and I even put it in the, the title of the video, something like late season spinner magic. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and so after a while, they just seemed like they were flaring off the spinner. So I decided I was going to pull the spinner, and when I pulled the spinner, um, the ducks, it, it got worse. They wouldn't even come and look at me now. They were on the opposite side. There was still some, some movement, I and mean, all of the movement was on the other corner of the pool, which is about 800, 900 yards away, and I could just see them kind of – this was the point where I was thinking about making a move and going over there because there everything was kind of going that direction. So I left the spinner out. I left the spinner – put away for about 45 minutes and during that time it's like man this is worse they're not even coming and skirting the the decoys at all so after about 45 minutes i went and got that spinner put it back in there and immediately in the next 20 minutes i had two ducks one just coasted in and i killed him five yard five feet off the water the other one didn't exactly land but he was certainly decoying so i shot those two um i guess maybe i had two before that but i was at four ducks it was getting to be right around noon. Um, and then after I killed those two, they kept doing that same pattern where they were skirting the decoys, skirting the decoys. So finally I wised up. I'm like, you know what? If I would just move my layout boat, which if I had done this two hours earlier, I'd have been out, I'd have been out of their way earlier. Because mm. they're all running the same pattern. So all I needed to do was move my layout boat 30 yards out in this little thicket a little bit away from the decoys. And then as they skirted the decoys, they were just coming, they would come right over my head. So I moved out there, and honestly, before I could even get in my layout boat, I killed, I killed my fifth <laughs> right there. Um, 
but I did kill two hens that day, three, three drakes and two hens. And I killed these hens intentionally, which normally I really like to see how few of hens I can kill in a, in a season. Although I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just, I much prefer to kill the green hens, <coughs> but I, it, it was so hard to get these birds in that I'm just like, you know what? It's going to get late. I want my limit. I'm going to take whatever comes in. So I limited out right at noon um, and then got out of there and went home. So Aiden shot four. I shot five. So um, it was not not near as good a day as, as the day before, but the two of us were able to to get pretty much our limit taken care of. He would have shot his limit too had he, had he stayed. But. Yeah. So it was a fun day. That was it was a fun day, and I really loved getting to hunt by myself. So I was out there from eight thirty to noon by myself, and I really I really enjoyed that. It was it was fun. fun awesome. Hunt. Yeah, I have uh, I have not got on a. Uh, yeah, never mind. I take that back. I've been on some solo hunts this year, not as many as I normally go on, but I do enjoy those solo hunts. Yeah, especially with just you and your dog. You know? Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice experience. I don't like it as much without my dog, but when you're filming and vlogging in the camera, it's actually less lonely than <laughs> without your dog, without the camera. Yeah. <coughs> so do you have another hunt or no? Uh, yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think, man. The one with your dad. Yeah. I know. I know I'm missing some this week, but it's whatever. These are the most memorable of the week, the two. Uh, so, <laughs> if that tells you anything about the first one being memorable, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> memorable for all the wrong reasons. Um, but today's hunt. So again, like when I'm going out on these hunts, I have almost very little expectations. Cause I mean, I've been scouting. I, I've scouted hard um, on that, on that hunt with the geese that day. So that was the day before duck season opened up. Um, so that's what we did on duck opener is actually go after geese um, if it shows you anything about our duck numbers, I probably scouted, um, from start to finish on that day. I probably scouted for four hours and just driving all over the place, trying to find something, um, trying to find some birds and there wasn't nothing. Uh, and, and, you know, that's what I came up with. We had a big, a big, uh, group of geese out there, um, uh, but didn't pan out. So again, I've been scouting this week a lot, trying to find something, but they're just not really using, um, that so anyways when i go on these hunts <clears throat> i really didn't have big expectations of uh anything happening but you know you know it's, it's still better to be out there um being out out in nature and having a good time uh you know obviously better with the ducks for sure but we still give it a chance so getting getting on the hunt didn't have high, high expectations we went out there um set up and i thought we we're gonna have the place to ourselves so you know that would have been the first thing that would have been good so uh but it was about i mean three minutes still shooting light and we see a headlamp coming our way yeah. um <laughs> and two guys right at shooting time yeah right at shooting time oh my gosh yeah it's it's always it's always something on public land like that so but um you know i have to give them somewhat props so we shined our uh our headlamps at them um you know put the narrow beam shined it at them uh, and you know, they turned around and set up pretty much where they're at when we started shining at the lights. So I, I, I mean, honestly, they're probably far enough away, but they were still, uh, it was like a straight shot down the river. I don't know how many, I, I'm a bad estimate. I'm going to say it was four or 500 yards. Um, so I mean, they're set up far enough away 
but it's close enough we could see like when they shot ducks and their dog jumping in the water and we could see this yeah. <laughs> but anyway so the way it worked is it kind of there's a main river and a river and it goes into this bay and then it narrows down to this creek and these guys we accessed from a, a public boat launch and you know got our way in there back to the back section and they came in from the creek um so we had some birds working uh, first light and they'd work work past us so one thing no, my, I tried to set up my mojo I've had struggles with it the last two hunts so I worked on it the night before didn't get it to work um, so I didn't have a mojo which Elliot would say is magic <laughs> so um, but anyways these guys they went and sat down there four or five hundred yards away from us and the birds were just decoying right into their set <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah so we, we could literally see you know see the birds you know and we had we could have took like some passing shots of these birds like they're flying low enough to us that we could have and maybe i don't know i'm not gonna say i never take a passing shot um this piece, season's been pretty rough and at some point i'm like man i wish i had some of those passing shots back but yeah <laughs> especially when you see them they go right over you you know like 30 yards overhead uh, and then they keep going 400 yards and you see them and I'm, you know, I'm calling it before it happens. I'm like, yep, there they go. And they just go <laughs> right in there and suck right in their decoys. And, you know, and so they're popping them down there and you see the bird splash and the dog jump in the water. <laughs> yeah. Demoralizing. <laughs> oh, it's torture. So, um, yeah, but then, then, you know, we did have some chances. Uh, we had another shot at some passing, passing shot on geese. We didn't take, um, and then. Um, we did have a couple of mallards decoy in and we're just fiddling around. And I mean, I think it's been so long that since we've shot a duck, we forgot what you're supposed to do when they decoy in. So <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen either. Um, so yeah, honestly, yeah, it's just, uh, one of those seasons where nothing's going right. And I, I sound like a broken record at this point and it's embarrassing even to talk about, I feel like, but you know, we're sharing all of it with you and this is part of hunting. And yeah. one of those seasons that will be remembered for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I've had those too, and those are not fun seasons. But you know, last time I went through a season like that, at the end, I just didn't. I wanted the next season to start just to get the bad taste out of my mouth so bad. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So we still have a few days left, but we have nothing. Like, I mean, we were scouting afterwards, and like, we're like, oh, there's 20 mallards. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Let's jump on it. So, um, but we got the cold front coming in. If anything, maybe Saturday and Sunday will be the saving grace of our last week. Hopefully we can get something to happen. But if not, that's where we're at. And that's how it goes sometimes. Yep, sure does. You just, ne- you just never know. So we went out actually today, um, which I'm not sure when this podcast is going to air, but this is December 26th when we're recording it. Um so we hunted this spot the 21st, 22nd, and um, my my buddy had hunted at one time in between there. He's like, the ducks are still in there. When we left, they were still going in there. Um, so I'm like, okay. So Golden Boy and myself and a, and a junior in high school named Jack, who's Aiden's friend, he was going to go with Because I really like to have three anymore. So we got two shooters and one person filming. And we're like, well, you know what? Um, we're going to go to the opposite side of – the marsh where where it appeared to be the X and we're going to try to take the HCR a frame. Um, Aiden's got a huge sled. So we're going to strap it down, 
pull the A-frame in there, get it out in the marsh, set it up. It's going to be awesome. So I didn't bring Izzy again because I don't have a mow marsh or anything to set her in. But um, going through the woods, we could hear the ducks quacking. We hit the pool um, the pool edge, and we hear them all flushing. And I said, okay, this is hopefully going to be pretty good. Um, and sun up. Now, th- today it's cloudy, a little more windy, and it's supposed to rain like all day. So totally different conditions. East-southeast wind, which we just never have. But it put our back completely to whatever sun there was, which there was none because it was raining. But So as soon as shooting time started, man, there was just mallards everywhere. I mean, just everywhere. And we're trying to give Jack the first shot on birds because he this is only his second duck hunt ever. <clears throat> and the problem was it was so dark right at shooting time. These birds would come in and hover over the decoys but even at that distance, it was with the background being trees and stuff, you just couldn't hardly see them. So our shooting in the first 10 minutes or so was kind of sloppy. Um, but once the sun came up a little bit more, it was one of the best duck hunts of my life. Um, definitely the best the best mallard hunt we've had for several years. And we've had a lot of really good ones. But it was just mallards hovering over the decoys, hovering over the spinner. Um, we, we decoyed several flocks, um, and it was just a spectacle. I don't know how many limits that you could have killed out of, out of there today, but way, way more than four. I mean, the, it was every second you could see, typically they'd come up over the trees and they'd be up high. They'd look like little fighter planes coming in. They, I mean, next thing you know, they're just spinning over our heads, circling over our heads, dropping in. Um, you know, we don't do this that often but it got the point where you know okay here comes one it's landing the decoys don't shoot it let's let's get another one to come in so we can at least each take one we're doing quite a bit of that um <clears throat> I, hold on <coughs> i mean the best flock we got in um where jack was trying to film because he had four birds and aiden and i were shooting a drake and a hen came through hovered over the decoys we didn't shoot at those Circle back around. Another Drake came in, hovered. We we were just waiting because there's so many birds looking like they were coming in, looking you know down low, and so they eventually about twelve just came right down the line and coasted in, and we killed Aiden and I killed four of them. Um, so you know when when you're to the position where you're doing stuff like that, where you're just intentionally laying off birds at fifteen yards, hovering over the decoys. That's when you know things are going really, really well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> I was annoyed that I ended up with two hens um, on that pass I was just talking about. It was still gray and rainy, so it was hard to make out um, Drake's versus since we're still we're talking at fifteen to twenty yards. So we had this whole nine come in, and Aiden took the gimme shot, which I was looking at that one also. Aiden takes the gimme shot, which was a Drake right of decoys. And actually he killed two on one shot on that one. We didn't, we didn't even find the other one he killed until right at the end of the hunt. Um, we are like, where's this other duck just laying? This Drake's laying here dead. That makes our limit. And after watching the film, I could see right where Aiden had inadvertently shot two and we didn't even know it. So he kills the gimme. I pull up, I'm looking Drake, looking Drake. And I find what I swear is a Drake kill it dead come up to another bird and I was not careful on what that one was killed it for a double. And so I was like, Oh, I may have shot one hen on that one. I go out and they're both hens. It's like, 
I could, I mean, I was looking Drake. I thought it was, I don't know what I saw that made me think it was Drake. I was just convinced that the first one I killed was a Drake. Um, so I ended up with three Drakes and two hens, which on a day like today, there's absolutely, I mean, everyone, we shouldn't have shot a single hen. Mm. Other than the fact that the first 30 minutes were so dark, it was really hard to pick out um, Drake's from hen. So about halfway through our limit, it st really started to rain. <clears throat> and it got to the point where I felt like I was really pushing it with my video cameras. I mean, they were noticeably wet. So I switched from my A camera to my B camera, and <clears throat> but it rained and rained and rained on us. By the time we left out of there, we were soaked. But it was so good that uh, it took us 50 minutes to shoot our three-man limit, and we just sat there for an hour and watched birds just come over, hover over the decoys mm. and fly around. We were just hoping that maybe a pintail or a widgeon or even a gadwall or something would come in for our bonus ducks. And we actually saw two widgeon. One was just a beautiful drake and we had a couple pintails not close circle but they did kind of take a look at us but we sat there in the pouring rain and just watched ducks hover over our decoys <laughs> um, but it's very very rare that we're done in less than an hour with mallards i mean that happens with teal but it just doesn't hardly happen with mallards and we didn't even shoot very good i mean i was like two for my first seven um which I, I told you coming out of that A-frame, I was having a little bit of problems shouldering my gun properly just because how you have to pop it up and everything. I just need to practice it a little bit more. And I've always had a little bit of a problem with shouldering and looking down the barrel. Um, when I do things I'm not used to doing. But this was Jack's second duck hunt. And I'm like, listen, Jack, you're going to be um, chasing this mallard hunt for quite some time because you may go years before you have this good uh, of a duck hunt yeah it's like shooting like a 12 point buck on your second hunt you're gonna be like yeah it's gonna be forever to outdo that but he is hooked man this kid was so he had never even shot a duck uh, his first hunt was a blank with aiden where they just didn't do anything they saw a few but he had never even shot a duck and so he actually he shot a double well we kind of split on one and then he shot the second one and he was convinced that he shot the the first one too, and I wasn't going to say anything to him. He was so, he may have, um, but he was so happy. Uh, it was just fun to see him enjoying it to that level and to get on. And he was a tough kid. I mean, he, he didn't complain. We were soaked in the rain and, and he did work. I was, I was impressed with him. He was shooting a little eight seventy twenty 20 gauge and made some really nice shots. So that was the best hunt of the season. Awesome. Video footage isn't quite as good just because of the darkness and and the rain and everything and and some of my files getting on one of my cameras getting corrupted because um, I really wanted to I was really hoping to have a great mallard hunt with the HCRA frame and be able to really push it in a video um, which I attempted to do but some of those Panasonic camera video files were corrupted so mm -hmm. I got to figure out what I'm gonna, how I'm gonna because I really want to hype I really am a believer in that A frame I really like it. I'm really impressed with it being able to drag it through the woods and it not be that heavy. So it's, I'm more I'm more excited about it now than ever before, knowing that we can actually drag it through the woods. Awesome, because um, that's a game we 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 pull through the woods a lot. So just to know that we can do it two three hundred yards without being that big of a deal is a game changer for us. <clears throat> Sweet deal, yeah, that's great. So I've got fifteen mallards 
Uh, we haven't. I mean, so many mallards we haven't seen any hardly any bonus ducks. So I've got 15 mallards in my last three hunts. That puts me to 99 ducks, which I've never ever shot 100. Never thought I would shoot 100 until I was retired. So I need one more. One more. <coughs> I'm sure you'll get it. I hope so. I should. I hope so. I have to look and see what mine are at, but <laughs> it's just pathetic in comparison. <coughs> well, my voice is going, I think. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Um, let's see. I, I want to look at my my uh, harvest for the year. So, yeah, if um. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm actually at 48. Well, for the year you've had, it could be worse. Yeah, that's 44 ducks, though. Four geese? Yep. Let me check mine real quick. And, guys, if you have not created an account at FreelanceHuntStats.com, um, and you you got to set it up. Set it up and start keeping track of what how many you're shooting um, and what – what all your weather variables are like. It's awful fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm at a... No, that's dub. I always forget to filter out those stupid dub. <laughs> right, I'm at 105 waterfowl, six of which are geese. That's impressive. And Yeah, I, I'm, it's an anomaly. I you've saying you've done that in half as many hunts as I've gone on. <laughs> i got 22 hunts. Hmm. And I'm at 4.7. And I've only lost two birds out of 105. <clears throat> How many hunts, do you say? 22 hunts. Nice. Well, I think that's my favorite stat, is two, only two lost out of 105. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. It's a good, it's a good, it's a low number. <clears throat> yeah. But I've got way more hens than I did last year. I'm up to uh, seven. I've got 30 drakes and seven hens. Last year I only had four. I think I was like 36 or 35 and four last year. So, And I've shot four hens in the last two hunts. I was only at three. <laughs> we have to start calling you hen slayer. Seriously. Well, Aiden's got way more than I've got. <laughs> I you. would like to go one year and not shoot a single hen just because I think it's fun. Just going to little little statistical goals, I think, are fun. Mm. So if it was between shooting a hen, like you're like, ah, oh, I got to leave in five minutes, and you have a hen come in there, finish off your limit, or not shooting the hen, what do you do? And I've got to leave in five minutes? Yep. Uh, on a year where I have not shot a single hen? <laughs> <laughs> just or just in, like this year? Yeah, in general, I I'm guess. Gonna kill it. Yeah, I'm going to kill it. Like uh, the second hunt I went on, I was – I knew I was taking hens on purpose just because it was getting late. I was having problems decoying them. I wanted to get home. I'm not opposed to taking a few hens, but like on a hunt like today where you could probably have shot 15 man limit in there when they're just, you know, finishing at 20 yards, hovering over the spinner, there's no excuse. Yeah. That's what annoyed me, but Oh, you know, it was an awesome day. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. <clears throat> so my next time is going to be on the river. It's going to get cold, and we're going to go on the river, and it should be totally different kind of hunt. I'm really excited about it. Awesome. As long as I can find someone to go with me, <laughs> gotta find someone to go with me. And we'll see. 
I could right. go a little bit later if I can get my dad to skip church because it's going to get a little warmer. But I don't think I can get him to skip church. Hmm. So no laying out on the ice this year? There will be no laying out on the ice this year. The river is right now a full six feet higher than it was last year at this time. So there's no, there won't be any laying out on the ice. But what, what's happened is, is that some of the banks, the flood, the vegetation on the blank, the banks have become flooded. And so the mallards are getting into these flooded vegetation pools. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I got, I got few more days left of duck season one of them i'm actually going to be doing a pheasant put and take so that'll be interesting yeah that'll be cool yeah at least i'll oh i mean you pay big money for that so hopefully i'll be shooting something at least <laughs> so it's like uh they they release them they pin raise them and release them type of thing i think so i don't know how it is it's like a farm and they yeah have pheasant there those are fun that i mean that my my dad's done those before those are yeah those are fun i, I wouldn't mind doing that myself sometime yeah. You can do that later on, not even past season. That'll be fun. Yeah, you can do that like all the way to March. But yeah, some uh, one of the guys we hunt with is um, <coughs> putting it together and getting some guys together. So it should be fun. Are you gonna film it? Um, I, yeah, I'll wear my GoPro. But I mean, I don't know how much you know how crazy of a film is. It's a little bit harder because you can't just set up, you know. Well, do they work dogs? Um, I mean, I'll bring Chief. <laughs> we'll see how that but goes. If you, because if you have a pointer, we don't have you can a get pointer. A birds under, uh, well, if you do, you can get a couple birds under your belt and just watch the dog when it starts getting dirty. But yeah, <clears throat> oh well. So we'll see. Chief's never done it. Um, I've never done a put and take either. That'll so, be neat. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that footage. That'll be cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we got a few days of duck season. Not a lot of ducks, as I said, but um, we'll do our best and hopefully we get something to end the season. Well, good luck, and hopefully you have some good success to report. Alrighty. Well, I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, thanks again, guys, for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But, yeah, um, we'll be back at it next week. Uh, do us a big favor. Head over to iTunes and uh, make sure you, you uh, give us a review. Um, we really appreciate the five stars. Also, we're going into next season. We're figuring out our topics. You know, drop by Fellowship of the Duck Gun. Um, send us a uh, DM on Instagram, Facebook, anything like that. If you have a topic you guys want us to cover, um, we'll do our best to hit those up. And we'll be planning that out for the next year. So, uh, you know, this is actually going to be, I think this, um, no, not this one. But we're going to be going into the next, the first episodes of next year. And... Oh, excuse me, got the coughs now, but I'm um, getting that all planned out. So, anyways, that's all we got. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Honey, and we'll see you guys next week.